The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, Be More, Achieve More.com and cc1consulting.com. Thanks to my guest, uh, Leslie Hunter, last week, uh, who certainly got me thinking about what I could learn about leadership from my dog. I think if you could ask him, I think he would say, give me more time, more great walks and more treats, please. And come to think of it, more quality time, great work and occasional great treats are probably not a bad formula for a leader. Before we get on today's, today's show with Steve Horton Burnett about crowdfunding, I'd like to say that I was very sad on Wednesday evening to hear of the death of one of our recent guests, Stephen Sutton. Stephen made international headlines just after our show, which was recorded on the 15th of April and aired on the 25th of May. Stephen was a, a wonderful young man, as most of us uh, who have seen the international headlines will know. He certainly had a deep effect on me. And if he was here today, he would say, use your time well. I have so much motivation due to my cancer, but so little time, while most people have so much time and so little motivation. Cancer sucks, but life is great. So I'd like to send uh, my love to his family and everyone who's been moved by his story. I'm actually speaking tomorrow in London and will pay tribute to him as I'd invited him um, to join me on stage at the interview. Um, in memory of Stephen and his legacy, use your time well. But Stephen's story is also a fascinating example of crowdfunding. When I pre-recorded the show with Stephen, he'd raised an incredible £540,000 for the Teenage Cancer Trust. And today, it is standing at over 3.7 million. People getting behind his story have donated an enormous amount to teenage cancer. Crowdfunding has become an increasingly important way to obtain funding for projects and to raise equity. However, as my guest today, Steve Horton Burnett, will explain, the collection of finance from a variety of participants can be traced back to ancient times, yet has grown exponentially with the power of the Internet. So I'm delighted to be using my time well now with Steve he was a motivational speaker, a change management consultancy owner, a business angel, a non-executive director of several small fast-growth businesses. So why is he speaking about crowdfunding? Put simply, he says he's a disruptor and believes the internet is best used for disruption. No stranger to change, he seeks to actively provoke those around him to be constantly aware of the potential for change. And he was responsible for helping to establish the internet as a major force for UK business. He started one of the first combined design and technical agencies, delivering award-winning websites. He also started one of the first five internet service provision businesses in the UK and the first to make a profit. He grew rapidly over a five-year period after two mergers and two additional rounds of funding were sold for £300 million six weeks before the dot-com bubble burst, creating 14 overnight millionaires. Steve's really passionate about crowdfunding. He's going to help us understand what it is and how to use it. So a big welcome to Steve Horton Burnett. Hi. Welcome to the show, Steve. Um, I'm just sort of reading back at your bio, Steve, and I'm thinking, 
Crikey, that was pretty close, wasn't it? Six weeks before the dot-com bubble burst. You must have been feeling rather lucky. Well, it, it was interesting because we decided not to crowdfund. Um, we were originally going to go for a flotation on the stock market. And if you think about what the stock market is, it's crowdfunding. But we yes. decided that we couldn't trust the market to stay buoyant, so we ended up selling to another internet service provider instead. But yes. that was nearly my first crowdfunding experience. And we were due to being crowdfunded through the stock market. Wow. So you, so you crowdfunded through the stock market. Yeah, I see, see what you said. So what, what the really, stock market is, Chris. Yeah. Uh, people, buying, people buying shares, um, crowdfunding businesses. Yeah, lots and lots of people having a small piece of something. That's exactly what crowdfunding is. So, so what really got you interested in it? Was it this experience that you had with your, your business, or was it something before that? Uh, I just, I like the idea. I like the idea. But the, the business that I had had multiple investors. It had institutional investors. Uh, but most of them owned big chunks of my business, and, and ultimately they ended up owning more of the business than I did. And although it worked out well, I understand the feeling that entrepreneurs have when they say they want to keep control of their business, they want to deliver on their vision, but often control goes where the cash comes from. And, and what I've seen in crowdfunding is actually it's a way that you can get money, but also keep control of your vision as an entrepreneur. Mm. And mm. that's an important thing for me. Well, that, makes, that makes a lot of, lot of sense. Um, so what, you know, so you mentioned it's about, it's about people who, um, are all contributing to something. Um, are there some differences in, in, um, in, in, in sort of fun in, in, in this kind of a crowdfunding element in terms of things like project funding versus equity investment? Yes, absolutely. There are, uh, just, just as in the real world of money, of the money markets, there are different products out there to see anybody. So there are loan products. There are products that involve you selling equity. There are products that involve you selling um, pieces of uh, some products in advance to, to customers to, to fund your growth. Uh, and the crowdfunding world reflects the real world very much. Uh, so there are there are different types of crowdfunding out there, and that's one of the key things you have to do. You have to know what you want from your crowdfunding project. You have to know whether or not you are looking to sell products. Um, or whether or not you want to sell um, equity in your business. Uh, and there are platforms, and there are some platforms where you're not selling anything. People are just donating because they like what you're doing. Uh, Steve, we're, ha- we're not getting a, a great line with you. So, uh, everybody, we're going to go to um, try a different uh, route. So we're going to have a quick commercial break and see if we can get a clearer connection with Steve. So we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching 
facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You were tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Steve uh, Horton Burnett. And apologies for any technical issues you had around sound. We seem to have a good connection with Steve now, I'm pleased to say. And hopefully that means I can hear him, which will be great. So um, welcome, Steve. Hi. Perhaps we should start a crowdfunding campaign to get better technology for Internet. It's, it sounds like it. We <laughs> Maybe that's something we should do. <laughs> it's usually very good, but just occasionally we have we have some blips, and unfortunately we have today, but uh, ne- never mind. So, Steve, you were just explaining, I think, um, before the break about the difference between project funding and equity investment in crowdfunding. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say about that? Well, the other thing is sometimes you don't even have to give anything away. Sometimes there are platforms out there, especially if you're a social entrepreneur, there are platforms out there where people will just back your idea because they like what it is that you're doing. So it's almost gifting you cash. So you, so you can use this for, for gifting because people like your idea want to support and help? You can, use, yes. you can use it because you've got a specific project that you want to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not going to involve equity in your business. What you normally do in that situation is you give away gift rewards to people who give you pledges of money. Right. Um, and then you've got the more common one, which is, which is equity, or, or the, the, the biggest one, which would be equity funding. Um, but that's usually because you're a small business and you couldn't afford what it would cost to list on, on one of the stock markets. I see. There was, there was a lovely example with one of my clients, actually. They, uh, they're a pub business, and they developed a relationship with an artisan baker and have invested in his business because what he, he did to set himself up was he uh, got people to uh, contribute some money to help him do that, and he pays them back interest on that money with bread. Uh, and interestingly, he's also now he's actually, I think, making more money out of training people how to make bread. So he's a real interesting character um, but I thought it was an interesting example of crowdfunding not not actually with the internet but 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 it is it that's a great example and I'm really into that side of crowdfunding what I like about crowdfunding as well is it allows you to bring personality into your business so you you if you want to make a reward I'll give my investors back you know their daily bread you can give us you can give them that day their daily bread you know, so you, there are microbreweries that get crowdfunded, because, uh, and one of they do what they do is they give away a couple of, you know, a couple of beers every week to the people that back them. Uh, so, 
and if I was given the choice of backing a baker or a brewery, I think I'd probably go the brewery. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think a lot of people probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have quite a few um, clients who either uh, who either are brewers or um, or, or make make drinks. <laughs> I think it's uh, an interesting sector. There you go. Uh, I've also worked in chocolate as well. Wow. You must have a really good file of facts. And then chocolate and then biscuits and, uh, and crisps. So <laughs> not the best. But, but if you think about it, all of those industries, that, that they, are fair, well, they are big industries with big multinational players involved. Mm. And if you're that little guy down the street who just wants to make your special type of biscuit, how else, you know, how else can you get funded? Well, you can go and ask your friends, you can go and ask your family, you can go and ask the bank. Or you can say, why don't you taste my biscuit? Everyone who gives me a dollar will get a packet of biscuits to try. And that's, that's how crowdfunding works. Mm. It was interesting when we were, talk, we were planning this interview, you said to me that the pyramids were built by crowdfunding. Do you want to Yeah, there's a great fallacy that the, the, the pyramids were actually built by slaves. And that's actually not strictly speaking true. They, they were, it, the pyramids were actually built by... Uh, people who were um, experts at building pyramids, there were whole generations of families, and they were paid. They were paid in bread, and they were paid in uh, meat, and they were, they were paid in, in other things. But actually, um, to, to build the pyramids was an expensive, an expensive business. And the early, a couple of the early uh, pharaohs, they actually offered other surrounding areas, other countries, the option of joining in with the project and funding the project. So that they could they could have the ability to worship the gods as well. Mm. Um, so, and then you can fast forward hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of years. Uh, do you remember Jonathan? Have you ever heard of Jonathan Swift, the guy who wrote Gulliver's Travels? I have indeed. Jonathan Swift in in 1760, he he was one of the first founding fathers of credit unions. And a credit union is where lots of people pay into a fund, and then some, and then based on what you need, you borrow some money out of that pool. Mm. And that's another example of crowdfunding. It's everywhere. Mm. It's absolutely everywhere. I think with the internet, though, we've just given it a new twist. And it's the fact that we can actually extend our reach to ask millions of people, do they like our project? Not just the people in our neighborhood. That's absolutely exponentially increased it, hasn't it? uh... There are six billion people on the planet. Mm. If they all gave 10 cents each, what sort of project could you build? Yeah. And I guess this Stephen Sutton example that I referred to earlier to, you know, in just a few weeks to go from 540,000 to 3.7 million, uh, you know, he engaged a lot of people, didn't he? And in the case of Stephen Sutton, what a great cause to crowdfund for. Yes. You know, that's crowdfunding with purpose, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It just absolutely sinks with the, with the heart, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely does. But, but. You know, there are some more frivolous attempts at crowdfunding. Uh, there were a group of Doctor Who fans who decided they wanted to put a TARDIS in space. Um, so they tried to raise eighty thousand, uh, tried to raise thirty-five thousand uh, dollars to put a prototype TARDIS in space, uh, and they got they got oversubscribed, and they got nearly a hundred thousand dollars worth of funding. Crikey! And, bizarre, and, bizarre, and unusual. And what happened to the hundred thousand pounds? Did it get spent? Yeah, what happened was that, that um, the project is underway. They are, they are working out the feasibility. Mm-hmm. 
of putting a TARDIS into low orbit, or, or low orbit around space, in space. Wow. Uh, but if you're one of their backers, what happens now is they're continually giving you updates about where that project is up to. And that's the other thing about crowdfunding. If I'm involved in the stock market, I get to watch a little graph on a screen, and I get to see very, very uh, sanitized press reports coming out of a PLC company. Whereas with crowdfunding, you've got a much more direct communication between the investors and the people who are running the business. Mm. And that's another thing. You get a much more emotional buy-in when you are somebody who crowdfunds a project or a business. Mm. You become an evangelist. I, I've actually worked with people who've done crowdfunding projects not particularly because they need the money. They've actually done it because they want to market test their concept. To see if people like it. See if people like it. You got an example of that? Uh, th there are, well, there are lots of it. There are lots of examples of that. Um, I, th I think one of the best ones was uh, a little company called Oculus. Who, called, who created the Oculus Rift, which is, um, imagine what looks like a set of uh, skiing goggles, but darkened, mm. and they allow you to have a 3D reality experience. It's, it's, uh, it, it allows you to step into the game. It's, it's something that's a virtual reality headset. But the important thing was, other people were watching them, and they saw how popular this concept was. So two years later, Goo, uh, two years later Facebook bought them, for two billion dollars. Wow, that's a and lot of money. And they'd never built a product. And, and so the the two point four million pounds that was was kind of offered. Yep. Um, what sort of strings are, that might be might be attached to something like that? Well, well that was done through a, a major a major. Um, crowdfunding site called kickstarter and, and most people when you, you some people interchange the word kickstarter for crowdfunding so i'm being kickstarted rather than i'm being crowdfunded it's becoming the sort of hoover term of of uh, crowdfunding but but kickstarter you have to uh, get all of your funding otherwise they don't release any of the funding to you so it's a little bit like dragon's den um and what you do on kickstarter though is you you can't fund your business you can only fund a project and the project is to build or make or deliver something mm. so uh what you do typically is you allow people to pledge different amounts of money and the more they pledge they get pledge rewards and the more that they pledge the bigger the reward they get back from you so uh, i've for example i've crowdfunded a 3d pen that allowed you to write with plastic ink and then you could start to draw in the air with it and it would actually create 3d shapes uh for for, for 69 pounds for me pledging 69 pounds i got a pen i got one of the first pens off the production line and i got some plastic to go into it to actually play with it and do it uh if i'd have, if i'd have paid 200 pounds uh i could have i could have been invited to a launch party as well as to get my pen personally handed to me by the managing director right it's really innovative isn't it yeah and it it favors creative people it favors everything that entrepreneurs are because you can be creative with the rewards that you give out you can be creative in the way that you structure the crowdfunding there are websites out there that actually mix uh some people who say i want equity and some people who say i don't want equity i just want a gift so you can say, well, we want a million pounds. Half of it we're going to give away in equity. The other half will be gift-based for people who don't want the equity. Mm. 
you can you can mix and match in any way in the crowdfunding environment and that's for me as a disruptor i love this because it means my imagination and the imagination of people out there who are creative is the only limit on how you put your deal together yeah i see i see why you get uh, so excited about it it's uh, it is it is, it is. And I, I what's the worst disruptive? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't understand why anybody would go to a bank before trying this. Mm. I, you know, I just don't understand why you would go there and desperately, you know, wear a suit and sweat and and try and and try and be, you know, all I'm I'm a safe pair of hands when really you're a mad entrepreneur who's got a great idea and you want to change the world. Yes, and and this sort of platform can let you do that. I guess it's about some of it's about awareness, isn't it? It's a developing technology that's moving quickly. It is, it is, and it's also about people looking at the old examples, like the credit unions, uh, and saying, "How does this? How can we now play this through on the internet? How can we change the way that we've done this sort of stuff and take advantage of the fact that we've got, you know, three and a half billion of the people on the planet are connected." Mm. So, if, so for anybody here who's thinking, well, actually, I'd like to have a go at crowdfunding, or certainly understand it better. What are the key, you know, critical elements that we really need to know about when using crowdfunding? I'm really glad you asked me that, Chris. I, I've got what I call my seven critical factors of crowdfunding. Okay, and I'll just list them off briefly for you. Uh, the first one is you need a clear funding goal. You need to know what you're after from crowdfunding. Is it is it uh, equity? Is it that you want to build up deliver a project what is that clear funding goal for you need to challenge furiously so think about why your 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 attempt would fail and then make sure that you're addressing those issues before you start your crowdfunding you should be choosing the right fund source there are funds there funds out there that will let you uh, run a project for crowdfunding but they won't let you raise equity for the business so you've got to choose the right fund source You've got to create a following before you launch your crowdfunding. Most of the crowdfunding sites out there have a limited amount of time for you to raise your funds. And it's like many, many other things in life. If you start on day one, put it up there on the crowdfunding site and then think, oh, I better market this, you're already behind the curve. So you need to create, start to create that following before you get out there. You need to champion fun. Crowdfunders do not want boring charts and graphs. They want to see how they're going to have fun interacting with your business. You need to collaborate with your followers. So you need to allow them into the design process, the development process, and the delivery process of whatever it is you're crowdfunding. I'll give you a good example of that. Do you remember the film Snakes on a Plane? I do. Snakes on a Plane, the script was molded by the people that helped to fund it. They all gave input into what they wanted to see in that script. Mm. And because of that, you had evangelists who were dragging family members to the cinema to say, I gave that idea. <laughs> the reason they've done that bit is, uh, the reason that line's in, Samuel L. Jackson comes out with that brilliant line is because I suggested it as part of the crowdfunding. And then the thing is, after you've finished your crowdfunding project, even if it hasn't been successful, you need to continue the flow of information to the people that have helped you and backed you and tried to get your project off the ground. Excellent. Because you've developed a relationship with them at that point. Excellent. So let's, let's get into some of these steps in a bit more detail. You started off with you need to have a clear crowdfunding goal. How do you go about doing that? 
uh, you decide. You decide. Do I need money for my business for the business as as a whole? So I need to create a business plan that will entice people. Is this a one-off project that I want to try and deliver? Is this about raising awareness? And I'll set a very small goal, but what I'll do is I'll use it as an opportunity to create PR. So you would sit down and and think it through. You think through what is my objective in doing this, and and if you get that right, well. If, if you get that right, then you're in a position where you could give away or you could create a project to give away a product instead of giving away 10% of your business. So that decision is critical. Absolutely, because um, you're right. If you could give something away rather than um, giving equity, that could make a much more uh, better commercial sense to you, perhaps. Uh, how do you decide which of those routes that you go down? I would always say to people, look to create the project before you create the equity. So always look to say, is there a discrete project that I can put out there that will people want to buy into that I can give you know rewards back to the people who pledge? Only if it's a, con- a big conceptual item would I typically say, well, if it's very, if it's very conceptual and you can't deliver a, a project within a matter of three, four, three, four, five months, should you start to look at the equity option? Mm. Always try and lead with a project for a product before you go the equity route. Unless, of course, you need significant equity. That's, that's good, good advice. Good advice. And if, if somebody was uh, presenting their, their kind of crowdfunding goal to you, what's a really, a really clear, sharp, well-formed goal, in your opinion? So the goal could be what we want to do. I'll give you. A, I'll give you an example, if I may. Yeah, please do. Um, there's a there's a one that's already been funded and finished now called the goose, a goose that lays golden eggs. And effectively, it's a little spinny object that's two suction cups that go around raw eggs. You spin for three minutes, giving yourself exercise. And what comes out of it in the end is it's generated heat while you've been doing the spinning, and it's actually boiled the egg inside its shell. <laughs> really. Yeah, absolutely. So, so their so their goal here is we want a kitchen appliance that will allow you to do exercise. Mm. And and so they thought about what the unique angles about this were. What was going to make this fun, interesting, different? If you make it fun, interesting, different, you get what you put into it. They looked for thirty four thousand five hundred dollars to create that. They got 5,514 backers who, between them, gave $170,000. That's brilliant. Because it was novel, unique, different. It was fun. And people who backed it, providing they backed, I think the backing level had to be uh, $18 or $24, something very low. You actually got one of the first one of those um, golden egg machines to come off the production line. So I suppose then that when you when in this goal, you probably need to think about how much you might need. Yes, absolutely, how much you might need. And then interestingly, you might also have to think in that situation there, they thought they needed 34,000, but they got over 100,000. Uh, you might want to also think about uh, what you might do if you get more. Right? Well, and, and in some, on some of the sites, you can actually publish what you call stretch goals. So, so you, can say, you can say that... Um, if if we hit this amount, then we will also go into producing the, the next item. So, for example, there's a, a project um, on Kickstarter. There's one called uh, a Positivity Princess. 
And the idea was to create a book around the ethos of love, care, and share for children. And they needed £12,000 to create that. But if they get to £25,000, they're going to create the second book in the series straight away and give it to all the backers. If they get to £100,000, they're creating the Positivity Princess onesie, complete with cape and crown. Yeah. And that's going to go to all the backers that have, have pledged £100. So you can think about the stretch goals and you can think about uh, what you can give to the people who are backing you who take you beyond the, the lower, level, lower levels that you're looking for. Excellent. And you talked about challenging this goal furiously. <clears throat> yes. So uh, can you imagine... Uh, if 5,000 people got the golden egg, the, the, you know, the goose that laid the golden egg machine, mm. first time they tried to spin it, uh, the two cases popped open and eggs flew everywhere. Mm. So, you know, in thinking through what the challenges were and doing prototype design, they were able to present that thinking as part of their pitch on, on the crowdfunding site. And they were able to tell you that before it had come anywhere near you, that they tried literally hundreds of basic prototype designs with hundreds of different shaped eggs. Because apparently eggs come in different shapes. Mm. So what happened is when you read the pitch, you can see, although you're getting the first version of this, you're not getting the first draft of this. There's been a lot of thought going, gone into what will make this a successful product when it when it reaches you yeah so you have to challenge it like any other business idea so you need to put really a very detailed plan as though as you were going to stand in front of business angels uh you need to go to that depth well if you think about it like this you're, you're going to potentially have a thousand or fifteen hundred business angels and they're going to be able to ask you things that uh two or three business angels never would think of so you need to be prepared to answer those things. And a lot of people think crowdfunding is a, a route to easy money. It actually isn't a route to easy money. It's a route to you having control over what happens with that money without some suit telling you what to do with it. Mm. But it's not easy money. Does that make sense, Chris? It certainly does. It seems like you need, you know, you need to, some support, really, to help you through this kind of process. Possibly. Yeah, abs- absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, uh, I, 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 know, I know a man for the job. Thank you. <laughs> I'd label myself a gifted amateur. <laughs> Steve, we're going to go to, and everybody, we're going to go to a commercial break now, and then we'll, we shall continue straight on to the end of the show. So we'll be back with you again. After the break, we're going to look at the different platforms that are available for crowdfunding. So we will be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? 
Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be? Or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper, BeMoreAchievemore.com. I'm with Steve Horton Burnett. Steve, uh, we're going to get really focused now on getting through uh, some of these questions because lots of information um, I think we need to share in this last section. And so, Steve, should we start with um, you know, explaining to us perhaps what platforms are available for crowdfunding? Okay, and, and I presume I'm okay to name drop a few of these platforms. Go, go so. for it, yeah. Okay, so as I said, the, the sort of hoover of the crowdfunding world is Kickstarter. It's, be, so it's become synonymous with... with um, with crowdfunding, but it is a project-based crowdfunding site. So that means you can't raise equity for your business, you can't promote a charitable cause, you have to have a project and you have to have giveaways for your um, for your prospective backers. Um, but the thing about Kickstarter is if you're ever looking to go for equity investment, if you've raised money successfully on Kickstarter, then you're showing that you've set a target, you've delivered against something, you've hit the funding required, otherwise you wouldn't get the cash. So if you're looking as a great way of doing pre-investment, it, it, it ticks all the boxes for an investor to then go, right, if you guys manage something on Kickstarter, you're probably a good bet for us. Mm. So, And then we move on to something like Indiegogo. Indiegogo is more flexible. So if you don't reach all of the funding target, you still get the cash that you raised. Uh, for that purpose, it tends to be more around uh, artistic projects because it's not about producing a, a complete end product that may have a requirement for X, Y, or Z electronic components. Um, so, but Indiegogo is often about sort of independent, um, productions, independent, um, f- from the heart type projects. Um, so there are other sorts of, there are other sorts of crowdfunding sites. So rocket hub, for example, rocket hub links, a group of angel investors, and the crowd with people who have businesses. So yeah. you've got two different things there. You've got you've got an element of public crowdfunding, but then you've also got a, a sort of VIP list of investors that they have courted to to, to say, I'm going to put my investment through the Rocket Hub platform. Mm. Um, sorry, Karen, is there more? Yeah, yeah. There's there's another one which I do want to. I do want to mention, because it is purely for the social entrepreneur out there, and that's called Start Some Good. 
Um, and uh, they have a tipping point model. So if you get to a certain percentage of what you're going for, you then get the funds released. But it's a really good platform if you're a, a you know if you're a social enterprise or a not for profit, um, because the people who go to start some good are very interested in social causes. Right. So in terms of choosing the best platform, then start some good for social causes. Yeah. Uh, kick, sounds like Kickstarter might be a good first place to go. Kickstarter, because it, it, is, it is the biggest platform out there, but it is for projects, not for equity. Um, there is a, a, a British-based, uh, as you imagine, the, the, the markets are very difficult. The financial regulation is very difficult. And in the US and the UK, it can be very difficult to get, uh, to get equity funding. Um, but there are, there are there are sites out there that will do uh, equity funding. So, for example, you've got um, uh, Fundraiser will do that, and in the UK, Crowdcube will do that. Uh, and Crowdcube are the first uh, crowdfunding site in the UK to be approved by the financial uh, authorities. Okay. So how... How do you best create a following for your crowdfunding? That was something you said. You, yeah, you get into social media in a big way. So you start to create a buzz around whatever it is that you're trying to do. So, and that, that requires all the usual social media input that you've, you normally would have to do when you're raising any sort of evangelistic following for any sort of business. So you've got to be active on Facebook and on Twitter You've got to be active on Pinterest if it's a visual project that you're going to do, something that you've got good visuals for. Uh, you've, got to, you, you've got to be out there promoting it before you can give the link. You've got to start to get followers on a page, on your website, so that the day you launch, you're not out there looking for people. The day that you launch, you're just making them aware that it's now ready to go. Mm. And how large does that need to be? I, I've and this is the, this is the difficult difficult question actually chris i've seen things with you know 100 followers go viral very quickly i've seen things with 2000 followers not hit their target mm. because ultimately and and you you know you asked me um during the break you asked me what my involvement you know was in this sort of thing i'm an angel investor i do make investments in businesses not big investments i tend to spread the load but actually what i use crowdfunding for is if i think it's really good then I'll, I'll take one of these things to crowdfunding and I'll use it for market testing. And then if it's, if it's good, I can put my cash in alongside everybody else and I get real market feedback. So I, I don't consult around this sort of stuff. I actually use it as a way of testing viability for businesses that I'm going to invest in. That makes sense. They get lots of interest through crowdfunding. <clears throat> and you know it's a, it's a sensible place to put some money yeah and if and if a project and if a project if a project gets funded then we can talk about equity options and and again i will always talk about equity options through crowdfunding sites like crowdcube and where i'm one of the investors coming along for the ride very often i'll have another role i might be the not a non-executive director to help guide the strategy but i'm an, an investor in the pot with everybody else uh, do you have any favorite examples of championing fun? Because uh, being in that fun, quirky element is something that you strongly. Oh, it, it depends on what you, well, f it depends on what you call fun. Uh, I, I, may, you may know a rock band called Marillion. I certainly do. Was that right? An early fan. Well, exactly. Well, in 1997, before the term crowdfunding had even hit 
the internet. They went out using their website and their email networks and said, we want to raise the money for a tour and an album. And that's what happened. People effectively pre-bought tickets to, to that. that. There are... There are all sorts that you, uh, for fun. If you want to champion in fun, um, there is a crowdfunding site for breast implants. Really? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. The, the, there are some very strange and you know weird crowdfunding sites. There's. Um, uh, I, I mentioned the the TARDIS putting the TARDIS into orbit. Um, I, what I thought was brilliant was. Do, do you remember when Miley Cyrus hit the headlines last year because she was twerking? Twerking. Yes. There was a crowd within hours of that happening. There was a crowdfunding site looking for three hundred dollars to create T-shirts of Miley Cyrus twerking. <laughs> I'm but, kind of intrigued by the breast implants one. How do you, what on earth would a crowdfunding site do be doing with breast implants? Well, basically, it was it's a move to actually create a very fast breast implanting process. That's a bit okay. So they're crowdfunding the ability to create clinics. And if you crowdfund, interestingly, there were more male investors than female investors, and they were choosing, choosing to donate their pledge gift to their wives. Mm. <laughs> I'll give you a, another really bizarre one. Do you know, you know pi, as in maths? Yes, pi r squared. Yeah, pi r squared. Well, the symbol for pi. Yep. There was, there's a, a company that make baking tins. And they wanted to get their name known out there. And they couldn't get space in the main stores. So they created a pie-shaped baking tin, as in pie the symbol. Yeah. They went out there to crowdfunding and asked for $2,000 in pledges to create some, you know, to create 100 of these um, tins. They got, they got but what they also got was they got known for the quality of their pie tins. Mm. And that's, you know, call it fun, call it creative, call it what you, whatever you want. It's, I, I like the fact that it's unusual and different. Yeah, and you've, got to, you've got to cut through, haven't you, some, in some way to interest. Well, certainly with pie you have to, absolutely. <laughs> so how do you best collaborate with your followers? The best way is to let them have a say in what the end product is. So let them shape. So the Positivity Princess example I gave you earlier on, um, it was about writing a book to, to promote the love, care, share ethos. Uh, if you pledged a, hundred, a couple of hundred pounds into that, then you had the ability to help shape the storyline and the characters. So if you had a child and you wanted the child to be one of those characters in the first edition, then you could do that. So, so you, you are constantly involving your... Uh, your followers in, we're thinking about doing it this way or this way, which way do you think would work best for you? Uh, I've even seen crowdfunding um, projects where people have gone, we've come up with a technical problem. Is there anybody with this expertise? And someone out there in the, the, the backers has, has gone, yes, actually, I have got expertise. And I'll quite happily share that with you because I want to see the product get to market. Hmm. If you if you think about it, if I've got six thousand backers and I've got a problem, why wouldn't I want to ask them? Where does where something like I'm just thinking of an example like um, let me put the example of Gold Corp Corporation, um, which I think owned 
uh, large gold fields, I think either in Canada or Alaska, that sort of area. Yeah. And what they did was, it used to be that the, you know, all the surveys and things that were, were held around certain areas were absolutely kept very, very confidential uh, among the different mining companies. And what they did is where they, they put lots of information on the internet and, and created a competition to, uh, for people to do um, work to try and spot where the gold fields might be. Yeah. And, and then offered some money as a, a prize for anyone who came up with you know, an area that they kind of struck uh, gold. And it had an enormous impact on the business. It was com- contradictory to how the industry used to work. But I think it was a, a CEO of the company who really championed it. Um, but getting lots of other parties involved to, to use their brain power and ideas, and it uh, it came up gold. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, absolutely, and okay. uh, it, it's a great it's a great way of you know if you and I keep coming back to the disruptor in me loves this because you can take standard business models, turn them on the heads, and all of a sudden you're making profit in a way that you never thought you would. Mm. I've got a couple. Of, I just want to before we end because we've just got a few minutes left. Yeah. Um, what's the best practice on continuing this flow then with your audience afterwards after you've got the crowdfunding and you know? Yeah. Okay. So typically, with most of the platforms, until you've reached a funding level, certainly with Kickstarter, until you've reached the right funding level, uh, they won't release the the contact details of your backers to you oh. because with Kickstarter, people pledge, and if you don't hit the level then their pledges are never taken off them. Yes. So, But once you hit the fund, but you can send generalized updates to them while you're in the project period. Uh, after you've hit your limit, after you've hit your target, they then release the contact details to you uh, so that you can start to um, ask other questions. So, for example, if you've got a project where you might require a size, um, there was a project recently for um, woolly hats that had uh, woolly beards attached Um, and uh, so basically someone decided they wanted to create woolly hats with a chin warmer and they decided to make the chin warmer look like a beard Um, so obviously when people are pledging they're not telling you what size they are what sex they are so there are things that you need to do once you've got a funded project where you can continue the dialogue best practice is to immediately say thank you to everybody the second that you've got your funding to start to survey them about what what their personalised um uh, actions or items might be for for their product that you're going to send to them. Uh, you then make sure that you've got a, a good mailing system, you know, Mailchimp or Aweber or one of the major mailing systems, so that you can actually send out regular updates. You keep the website updated with what's going on with your project because a, there is all, often a lag between you getting the funding and the product that you've been funding going out of the door. And there's nothing that makes people more nervous than you having given great updates during the funding period and then going completely quiet while you're waiting for the product to ship. Fantastic. Steve, we've got just about another minute before I need to just wrap up. Um, But what key messages would you like to leave us with? I would say the key message is go for it. You don't have to wear a suit. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You know, if you've got an interest in a particular thing and you want to see if crowdfunding could work, type your topic and type crowdfunding, and I guarantee you will find an example of someone already doing it or trying to do it. So don't don't be scared by this. This is this is a really really straightforward way of communicating and connecting with lots of people 
that might just be the difference between your project or your business becoming a reality or just staying an idea in your head. Uh, Steve, thank you very much. I think what you've done for me is you've, you've demystified a subject that I didn't know a lot about. I'd seen examples of it and uh, you know, was impressed by the sort of kind of creativity of it. Um, but so, you know, something that seemed quite out there. And I think what you've done is you've helped me to understand it better, and I hope the you know the listeners as well, and also helped with you know a good sequence of a, a, a kind of a checklist of things that we need to think about if we embark on crowdfunding. So you know, another really useful arm to our kind of strategies. So Steve, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Chris, and and thank you very much for having me on the show. You're very welcome. For more information on Steve Horton Burnett, you can go to um, theformulaguy.com. Is that correct, Steve? That's great. Thank you. Fantastic. You're welcome. And on next week's show, I have um, Sheena Watson, who's a former national swimming coach, um, Scottish swimming coach, who's also a leadership and, uh, and people development uh, expert. And she's going to talk with me about how to become a corporate athlete. So that will be next week. Uh, Steve Horton Burnett, once again, uh, thank you very much. And everybody there, have a tremendous week. Thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi. 